Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Right then, uh, 20 past 10, Wednesday evening. Playoff semi-final night. Mm. We'll remember uh, this date. Wednesday the 15th of May. Remember the date. <laughs> Fucking hell. We've got no scripts, no notes, no planning. We've got some beer. We've got us some beer. Uh, and a double decker you've got, Michael. Yep, which is hard as a rock because it's come out of a um come out of a, a vending machine, so I'll probably end up losing a tooth just to cap off a wonderful evening. Initial reaction then? It's a bit of shit that, wasn't it? Bit annoying. I'm gutted. In bizarre ways. That was absolute chaos. I don't know what happened. I can't remember Stuart Dallas's second goal. I can't remember their, which one I wrote it down. The goal after half time that Derby scored. I don't, I was watching it. I looked every single thing. I watched every mm. component, saw all the players move, saw the ball. I can't tell you what happened. It's like, it's stuck just, I don't know. I think basically it was all going fine and then Kiko Kassia happened. He's an interesting character, isn't he? I mean, I know, I know. I mean, there's, there's a future video fucking coming here, isn't there? <laughs> he deserves one, the prick. How many times has that? He's done that this year now. That he's Twice in a minute, in the biggest game of the fucking <laughs> yeah. season. He's already done it at Ipswich. He, twice, he threatens to do it in every single game. And it's a t- like, I was, in my uh, naivety, I was thinking during the second half, oh, we'll get to Wembley and Villa will just balls on the edge of the box and just see how many times they can score like that. But then Derby did it first. You just need to coax him out, don't you? So anything that'll tempt him from his box. I took a photo and I tweeted it at halftime of him. Uh, it's when we're attacking a corner, so it's all right. But he's standing, he's the only player in our half, but he's standing in our, in the centre circle. And I was like, this is, this is a little bit too much. But then when uh, their first goal, it was like, he he was standing a long way out of his goal, but somehow still not far enough out to get to the ball. Like he's... What, the, the one between him and, and um, Cooper? Cooper? Yeah. It was like he's miles out of his goal to, to well, the be pro- the, the problem keeper. with that one, because it was like 90 degrees to me, was that it ran through between the two of them and there was just that half second of one of them saying, you get it, no, you get it. And it I shouldn't think be Keek, a discussion. That, I know. Yeah, Cooper should have seen it all the way back and Kiko should have no, fucking seen it all the way out. I think, yeah, it's... Um, but then Cooper, Cooper stopped thinking Kiko's coming, then he went for it, lunged, tapped it past him. That's it. That's are. what I'm trying to say is when your keeper is 25 yards out of his goal, any ball over the top, it should be his. But instead, when the ball goes over the top, he has this thing where he's like, oh, Liam, I think you can have that one. He's like, well, what the fuck were you standing 30 yards outside your goal for? And then Cooper's like, and then the uh, the one immediately afterwards that they nearly scored from, I'm sure uh, Cooper... Uh, Calvin was going for the ball and a Derby player was dragging him backwards. And that was then when Casillo was like, oh, I have to come and get this. And nobody got there. So uh, cheating Derby pricks were kind of responsible for the second one. But, you know, um, as well, when they came out second half and my dad was sat there next to me and he said, 
you know what they're going to do? They're going to stick it through the middle every time now, mm. and they're just going to mm-hmm. send through balls through the middle for him to come out for. And he fucking did straight away as well. The silly, silly bastard. My beer's really warm as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, um, it's not fun. None of this is fun. <laughs> hey, but fucking hell, you were right, Michael. I was right. I'm sure it, listeners have got a much better memory for this, but I'm I'm sure in an, um, a very old podcast, probably around Christmas time, I suggested we beat Frank Lampard's Derby County twice over the league games and then um, lose to win the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, and actually, we we were better. We've been better than than them for all but about half an hour of our four games against them this year, and it, we, just the important half hour we didn't bother with. Thirteen minutes from their first goal to their third. Yeah, and even then we had chance to. And the and the fact that we turned it around. Yeah, we pulled, we pulled it back, and, and they were silent again. They were silent again, and we we had it, and then it just went again, didn't it? There's, there's loads of moments in that game as well. Like, there's, I've I've not seen it back, but I've seen many people saying the Bamford one where he was booked mm. was a penalty, and Bamford's slightly to blame for that as well because he's more like, the rest more likely to give a penalty if he's not shown himself to be a diving prick <laughs> in the in literally. It's, and it's the fucking way he goes down the, as well. A game or two before. It's the way he goes down as well. That it's it's too theatrical. There's not. Mm. It's not natural because he's a big spindly twit twat anyway, isn't he? Whatever he is, <laughs> twit twit twat. Friend. Yeah. I was I was I caught between twit, prick twit and suits him. I was caught between prick and twat, and it came out. Twit, You're not in front of Bamford's mother. You can call him a twat. <laughs> a twit would be more acceptable language, but do you know what I mean? Just that theatrical fucking going down like Bambi. Just stop yeah. it. He wasn't good tonight, and I'm not. I'm not saying this in a kind of a an angry at Pat Bamford kind of way, but I would suggest that if. Roof hadn't got injured after the first leg would be uh, at Wembley now because he was just so good against Derby's mm. back four in the first half and Bamf- Bamford tonight was just so bad. I've mentioned before that I'm in the vicinity of Norman Hunter when I've been watching these games on the uh, the gantry and he at one point, um, I thought he was going to just grab the nearest posh lad he could find and just bang their head off the floor. Um, he turned to me with his fists clenched and his arms out and his teeth clenched and was just uh, like he was a very very angry man with uh, with Bamford's performance and I uh, um, but we were saying we got the car back together is the, the the bloke isn't fit is he you could see it probably not but the thing, we, I think the thing is with in the first like and, and in the previous games against Derby like Keo has had absolutely no idea where Roof is yeah. he moves in and around him not in him that'd be weird just around him <laughs> he moves just around him and Keo's got a constant looking over his shoulder not knowing where he is mm. he always knew where Bamford was today he was stood next to him waif like just waiting yeah. waiting to allow him to win the ball but I think the fitness thing we've alluded to it before that he's had two bad knee injuries this season and I was thinking about it just now the first one they made a big point that his leg apparently looked like it was in the condition it could have been if, if he'd been in a serious car accident and you think normally oh well, that's going to put him out for the season it got him back in three months and then he had a, another knee injury that kept him out for about six weeks and you don't have two serious knee injuries in the space of four months and then come back playing at your best so hopefully um, well I mean, who knows? We might sell the bastard now. So it doesn't matter. Like, hopefully he'll come back next season in scoring form or he'll just go away and we'll sign somebody better. I'd allow him to stay, but only if he spends a whole summer with Lamrani beefing up. (laughs) I thought you were going to say like learning about socialism. (laughs) Get him on the roids. Get him in the gym with Lamrani. I want him coming back three stone heavier. And maybe redistribute the wealth as well. Get some of that JCB money and... uh, all the, the fans who went there tonight, just pay, pay the tickets back. No, we got free scarves. 
but um, some free money would also be helpful. <laughs> Universal basic income, <laughs> as paid for by Pat Bamford. That, that would uh, make me warm to him again. <sighs> Sorry, I've got nothing. Just, just absolutely bereft. <laughs> Did anybody see what was kicking off at the end? I have no idea. Uh, Frank Lampard was uh, doing crying eyes motions at the uh, East Stand. He's a classy fellow, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, Richard Keogh was shushing the South Stand. That That got people quite irate. Some of our coaching staff seem to be getting involved with uh, either some of their players or some of their coaching staff. Bielsa came in and kind of separated them all. And then he stood in in his technical area standing while all that stuff, while Bamford was on the far, far, uh, Bamford, while Lampard was on the far side of the pitch doing his crime motions, uh, Bielsa was just standing in his technical area with his staff kind of in a line, uh, either side of him just watching. And I was wondering if he was kind of waiting for Lampard to come back and, uh, like shake his hand or something like that. But it was, um, I don't think Lampard was really prioritizing being a nice boy at that moment. Have we now got the awkward uh, position of wanting Villa to go up? Yeah. yeah. I always like Jack I think, Greeley. I think yeah. the thing is with He'll Villa, be an asset to the Premier League, that lad. <laughs> As well, I think with Villa, if they don't go up, I think they'll be very, very strong next year, whereas Derby will still just be Derby. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. I mean, Derby have got to Wembley because we have completely imploded tonight. They didn't, and they've maybe taken advantage of a, a weak spot with our keeper and our central defence. They've not played well. They finished sixth. They're not as better than Villa. I don't know what the results were against them. And they've been lucky as well to drop on us at a time when we don't have another... Because Bamford, would, like say, it was shit. Yeah. But we don't have any other strikers on the bench. So I think I think in ordinary circumstances, if, if you've got... A, if you for some reason chose to start Bamford and you've got a fit roof on the bench, you'd probably see him roof on about 55, 60 minutes. I tell you what really uh, stood out was the decision when we're down to 10 men to take off Bamford for Izzy Brown, who is not a striker when there was five minutes left and we absolutely 100% needed to score a goal to save the entire season. And we had an attacking free kick that we were about to cross in that would be a chance for the striker. And Bielsa went, I'm taking my number nine off and I'm bringing on, I mean, I don't know. I like if you're that's, gonna throw, that's, the, it's throw the dice, isn't it? I would have thrown the dice at Pontus Janssen, put him mm. up front. Never mind. Izzy Brown, so we could see him put that free kick mm. miles over the, the bar. But well, there's a point where he was stripped and ready to come on, wasn't there? When the sending off happened and he sat yeah. him back down and he shuffled him around. Because if you, if you looked, initially I think Calvin dropped him, but then he actually moved Calvin back into midfield and pushed uh, Belayling back into central defence and dropped Shackleton deeper and just yeah. sort of said, just sit deeper on that right-hand side. I think we've heard Bielsa on those kind of decisions before where he just says, I would have had to take an attacker off. And I Which don't is want why he left Bamford on for so long because he was quite yeah. clearly puffing, I think, and he was he was finished in that game, wasn't he? He'd yeah. never, never asserted himself in it, but left him on. And there's, there's the prospect of penalties as well. That I was, th- I was thinking, why has he not gone off yet and changed mm. the shape, maybe put Harrison up front or something like he did, but... Yeah, that's true. The petty thinking that there's one eye on penalties, but... That would have been fun. Extra time. Especially, like, really... It was there in the last five minutes after Bamford had gone because once they had uh, their player was sent off, was it Malone? 10 versus 10 in extra time would have been quite something. Yeah. We just had to get the ball in the net. Jack Clark got it. Byline cross, close. Should have cut that back as well. And Ailing, I mean, Ailing a had that shot and there were chances, weren't there? We had loads of chances. We played Dallas. If we want to talk about some good stuff, Stuart Dallas, who Unbelievable. I've, I've thought in before, I've just looked at him and gone like, not really sure what he does. Not had a massive problem with him. I've just sort of mm. found him quite 
indifferent. Superb tonight. And there was one moment, I think it was when we were, no, it was in, yeah, it's the sequence before he scored his second when we were um, behind on aggregate. And uh, Leeds are kind of kicking the ball around. It's all looking a bit milky. And he barged into a challenge, won the ball, drove upfield um, and was the one player going like, no, I'm taking this by the scruff of the neck. And then a minute later, he scored that, that goal, which again, I can't really, was it a good goal? Which one? Dallas' is second? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. good. He cut inside from cut the in, left left in. Absolutely. That's brilliant. what I thought. The thing we've been praying for our wide players to do all season. I think the reason I'm confused is because I'm, I've got the memory then of him doing that again and it going into the top corner and the keeper saving it. Because that happened afterwards, That which would have put us back to four all and would have <laughs> would have changed. How the, how the hell did that game what the get fuck? from one nil up, two nil on aggregate? What the fuck just happened? To four, to three, four. Look at how in control we were at Pride Park. And then we come back and we were in control of this game as well. We were. We were in control. We should have had click. Clinch's shot came down off the bar. That nearly went in. That had probably they hit sealed the post it as well, didn't they? Oh, they, they, they did it place. twice actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I meant today when it was one nil. Did we hit the bar? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It bounced oh, down. Of course we did. Nearly went in. Um, there's actually just ago. been so much that's happened. I've lost. I've, I don't know where to start with. One it. of the things is like to understand the game. We're going to have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like, you know, like the Wigan game. We said after the Wigan game, it almost was so mental. That it defied analysis. That's what this mm. one feels like. This is this is beyond, and this is kind of we did like if we cast our mind back, what would it be? Eleven months to when Bielsa was first mooted. Um, those of us who had, I mean, I I knew of him not in great detail, but I knew enough about him to think this season under Marcelo Bielsa will either be glorious or it's going to be absolutely crazy, or it's probably going to be both to to quite a great degree. And I think tonight. Um, we got the crazy, the crazy Bielsa madness. Yeah, sorry, Ma- yeah, we're distracted by it. <laughs> Michael's just waving his phone around, showing a clip of the, the, the Bamford. The Bamford got died. It was a penalty, that wasn't it? I mean, that's a penalty. It's, Fucking, hell. it's probably a penalty. It's absolutely not a booking. No, and I think, I think, I mean, <sighs> Anthony Taylor, you're a cheat. <laughs> If that was given against us, I wouldn't be that upset about it. Because he, like, sho- he shoved him, hasn't he? Yeah. It's, it's one of those where Bamford stops, but Keogh, like a big clumsy fucking oaf that he is, just batters through him. Have we got any replays of Brady being uh, uh, escorted from the field? But he was, he was fucking, he was fouled twice in that build-up as well. That's what I thought. Yeah, I, he had a little nibble, and then two people had a nibble at him, and he was held back, and then uh, to the extent that it just delayed him getting to the ball. But obviously, red mist descends at that point, and he and he lunged, and I thought, no, because something seems to happen where he, yeah, he was someone turned him, someone turned him and pulled his shirt, and then he and then he ended up somehow like with the ball going back towards our own goal, and then stuff happened, and then it was just, uh, it was just bobbling around sort of in the middle. No one quite had it under control, but then some, somebody just did enough to pull him back, and I thought that's a freak. He's gone mad, hasn't he? Here it is. The one foul. So he turned back with it. He got right. clipped, fouled. He's been fouled twice there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's definitely, uh, a, you can't complain about the actual <laughs> yeah, thing he is. No, that's, that's a booking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's potentially a straight red. That's what happens. <laughs> essential- Norman Hunter didn't think so. Norman did turn to me. He's like, well, uh, he sent him off for that. I, was, I said, two yellows. He was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he just seemed to get caught up in a little, like, uh, the, the red mist is the cliche, but he's kind of, the game isn't happening to Berardi at that point, is it? He's, it's like a schoolyard thing where he's surrounded by three or four Derby lads who are just pushing him about in the middle and he's decided he's going to kick one of their legs off. 
<laughs> and then punch his hand off on the way off. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just process all this. Mm. <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> I mean, how many reds is that for Berardi now? Oh, I mean, it's been a long time. In his lead, he's he's had, been good. Well, he's, he's, he's had at least been one this year, hasn't he? This Has he had one this year? I don't think I he's don't... been sent off this year. Has he? He has been very well behaved. <laughs> but that was classic kind of Berardi. Stuff is happening and his head doesn't like it. Do you know what? I was, I was convinced we were going up this season. I was mm. convinced. I, for, from the minute I... You fuck off. You fool. You <laughs> absolute I, fucking I, fool. I said, a, said a week or two back, from stepping inside that stadium against Stoke on the first day of the season, just something felt right. And I was I was so, so sure. Even when we fucked it up from being first or second. Are we... Is it so time sure. yet to talk about it being a two-year process? Or have we... I've not checked Twitter. Has Bielsa quit yet? Not yet, but he was he was uh, struggling to get his words out on Sky, is the, the tweet that I've just Oh, seen. why have they made him go on Sky for crying out loud? Just... Oh, do you know what? The oh, that final as well. John Terry and Frank Lampard oh, and it's Ashley Cole. It's just dreadful. It's isn't just a it? matter of which one of those teams we absolutely hammer on our way to winning the championship by uh, a record margin next season. Uh, we were saying as we walked in that I was saying, oh, well, maybe we'll see Frank Lampard's Derby County again next season. But as Michael rightly pointed out, he'll be managing Brighton probably if they don't go up. He'll just oh, I've taken Derby as far as I can. And so the Derby fans will be left in a, an emptying Wembley Stadium watching Aston Villa's celebrations, singing quietly to themselves, he's Frank Lampard, he's one more than, no, he's probably not one more than Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. And he's Brighton's now. On the, on the, I'm, I'm going to give some positives. Oh, fuck it, hell. We've been asking for it all no, season. No, no. And you wait until we're fucking out, you, <laughs> you wanker. It's because I'm thought about this and I'm more measured <laughs> yeah because all it is you're sat there thinking oh well I knew this was going to happen and to actually tell tell the listener what you fucking did earlier on put a bet on Derby to wait as how much 40 pounds how much have you won it was 6 to 1 whatever that is don't forget that you, you bet on us not to go up how much did you put on <laughs> fucking hell uh, I put 100 pounds on us not to go up so what are your returns on that I think I'm I think I'm going to win about 500, 600 quid, quite something like that. Tonight, I'm you? fucking not. I was told about Pat Bamford redistributing the wealth. I just knew it'd happen. It's the, what these always do. isn't it? It's what, yeah, I've always, I do it all the time. I've lost quite a bit this year because the amount of times we've taken the lead and I've put money on us to lose <laughs> and we've not. I do it every time. I do it, I do it absolutely all the time and the bigger the stakes become, the more I put on. So like tonight, I thought, you know, 40 quid's a fair bet and unfortunately, yeah, I've, I've got that now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, give us your positivity. Fuck yeah, it, no. Yeah. Right, Richie well, Rich over there. Well, at the end of the game, Dick, I was not really wanting to come and do this podcast, I have to say. Um, <laughs> but then at the end of the game, I thought, I won't, I won't leave. I'll actually stay. Mm. And as, as I stayed, I thought, you know what? Maybe this is... Did maybe something this about is... Calvin Phillips' tears oh, make you feel better? Christ, that was happening right in front of me. He, 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 I mean, I'm bereft. He was absolutely in pieces, wasn't he? I could I could only see it from a distance, but I could tell by the yeah. the way that other players were. Well, I mean, in the east stand, I ended up walking down to the front. I, yeah. I, I was going down towards the gangway, but then ended up like just walking down back to the front. There was, a, there was a little girl who must have been seven or eight, absolutely in tears, and I just thought to say, "You've got a fucking lifetime of this. <laughs> this has been yeah. good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have been in. You should have been in the last fucking twelve years, <laughs> even though you were not a miserable even, little bitch. 
<laughs> but anyway, I walked walk down to the front and poor Cal, I, I wanted, had I not potentially risked the rest, I wanted to go give him a cuddle. Yeah. I just, because I'm twice as old as Calvin, almost. <laughs> but I just think, I'd say, I'm sorry, Calvin, it's fine. The other poignant moment of the night that she mentioned is somebody on our, our second goal, somebody ran onto the pitch and managed to clatter a ball girl who I don't think he saw. I didn't see what happened, but crouching in front of the advertising hoardings. And uh, as the, the stewards were running to stop this guy, um, some of the fans at the front were pointing, as like, you need to, because this girl's hurt. And uh, Pontus Janssen, who was warming up as a substitute, spent a long time uh, making she, sure she was all right. And then when she went to sit down in the uh, in the crowd with the, I think the, either her parent or the people who look after the, the ball kids, um, he then went back into the crowd and was like, he was there for ages looking after her. So um, nice Pontus. And then he was standing on the side of the pitch as we, uh, it was quite interesting because that was after the second goal. And when we, after Derby's third um, yeah, Janssen was warming up and he was on the pitch kind of screaming at our players. Like, I couldn't hear what he was saying, but it was of, of the, the the measure of what the fuck are you doing? Um, and I think he was itching to get on as well, especially after after uh, Berardi got sent off. Sorry, you were going to be positive, Michael. Tell us, yes. tell us what's great now we've just, this. Now we've discussed the pain of the children tonight. <laughs> tell us why that was a good thing. Well, just the reaction of people at the end, I felt was almost a recognition that something's built and it doesn't have to be torn down in the way that we're, I think we're very used to the fact that like with the monk season that happened. It was like, well, we're going to sell Chris Wood. Then sure enough, we sold Chris Wood. The time when we got to the playoffs under Blackwell, it felt like shit or bust. And sure enough, it went down the next year. Cause it was like, we had that, that, that squad was like players in their thirties, like Robbie mm-hmm. Blake and people like that. It's like, this is either now or it's not going to happen. Sure enough, it didn't happen. Like Sean Gregan and Paul Butler were never going to come back stronger for a second for the season after, were they? Whereas this, like, play of the people who played well, I thought Shackleton was very good tonight yeah. again. And all of a sudden, you think, well, maybe a season with Shackleton playing forty games is mm. worth watching. And maybe, and you know, Clark came on and, and did all right. A full season of Clark Edmondson in the team. Edmondson coming forward. Maybe Kimar Roof is uh, like a level above the player. He's probably one. I mean, this is a bigger question that we'll probably discuss when we do a proper part of where we go from here. But I know that we're used to this. I thought this was the last one we were ever doing. (laughs) I know we're into this. We should be prepared. It's that we have to sell a player every season to to survive. I would say this is probably the summer when it's now time for Radrick to go, you know what, I'm not going to sell a player. Unless stupid money comes in. I I feel if we sell anyone, it'll probably be Pontus. Because he's of an age where if Premier League money was about and a move was about, he's, he's, what is he, 20? He is 28. 28. 28, 29. He's of an age where he might think, you know what? It's now or never. I kind of fancy a, a go at say, this. Uh, Ruth, and we could get good money for him. Someone would probably give us 20 odd million quid for him. Roof has probably just had the kind of season that makes him very sellable as well. But I would rather, now we've seen Roof get to that level, like just make him the, our main striker for next season. Can we not talk about this? Because <laughs> it makes me fucking sad. Honestly, can we not? Michael was going to bring out some more positives. What, was, what else have you got? <laughs> well, that was it, really. <laughs> yeah. Now we've got we've got some good players, and I I think maybe it's just the way it feels now. But I feel like this season has seen the club shift from being a small time, poxy, fucking establishment back to being a proper team again yeah, yeah, with yeah. a proper manager and actually building stuff like the under. I know it's. I'm not obviously trying to claim any sort of glory for this. It's not how I wanted the season to finish. But having the under-23s being good, mm. it actually does matter. 
that sort of thing. And the and if one or two of them can step up next year, I'm currently watching Moscow trying to open, open a beer that. with a with a key. I've got nothing. Just... <laughs> Why do you bring a bottle but not a bottle opener? I think the uh, the other if we talk about what's in like in the tank as well, who hasn't really? Worked? Izzy Brown was a, a farce this season. Jamal Blackman was a farce. Lewis Baker was a farce. Make three intelligent loan signings or use that budget for a couple of intelligent permanent signings next season or we've got a much better uh, a much better prospect because those are three players that we brought in took a big chunk of our, of our transfer mm. budget um, and did nothing so there's there's capacity there um, to see how we can build on uh, on it which um, and we surely can't have a season with such bad injuries that's true as well that's true as well and wasn't it uh, Sheffield United near miss last year? Were Norwich near miss last Norwich year? Norwich were nowhere near. Norwich no, finished okay. about. Who had the near miss last us, year? Us Sheffield United and Norwich were all mid table. We were all like 12, 11, 12, 13. Sheffield United were near the top at a point, though. At they one point, the they playoffs. were. They finished mid table around us. Yeah. yeah, at one point they were in the playoffs, but they were in the end, they were nowhere near. Okay, well, that, never mind that. Who else went up? Who was the other automatic? Oh, it was bloody Norwich, wasn't it? God, you see, this is what losing like that does to you. You completely forget everything that has happened this season. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Which has been good. I was, yeah, it has been great. Do you know what? I was just going to say that. It's been, it's been, I loved it. I've loved this season, every minute of it. Even the bad bits and watching us come back from it, it's been great. And gracias, Marcelo. I, I mean, if we talk there. about what happened yesterday where, um, so on, when we recorded the pod on Monday night, at the end of it, almost as an afterthought, you just oh, look at this on my phone. It's a photograph of the East Stand with Carajo written across it that uh, our friend, the Beaten Generation, TBG2005 on Twitter had done. And you go, oh, we'll probably tweet that out tomorrow. No, we didn't think much of it. And then you you just put a tweet out and half an hour, a few people were like, oh, that's a really good Photoshop. A few people trying to work out, is that really a Photoshop? How has this been done? A couple of people, that can't be real, um, but it'd be good if it was. 
And then a few hours later, it was being tweeted out to uh, three, three million people at a time in um, <laughs> South America as real. So things yeah. like that, uh, there was no such thing as Vamos Leeds Carajo 12 months ago. There was fucking a, uh, uh, Paul Heckingbottom going like, I'm, I'm hoping to get, uh, who are we going to sign? Yadom. I'm going to get Yadom in on a free from Barnsley to replace Luke Ayling. Incidentally, he was going to sign a right back, possibly to play left back. And his whole thing was like, Oh, I'm going to get the players doing, uh, I'm going to train them better on the ball, off the ball, with the ball, without the ball. I nearly made a, a compilation video, but it was too painful of all of uh, Hacking Bottoms just saying, well, oh, thank you. Michael's got the cap off this, uh, this bottle. Um, just saying all that nonsense. We were going through all that and the, the, the journey with the journey. It is a journey. Bielsa yeah. talks about it being a journey. And, and it was. And he, uh, he, the other thing, um, the other thing with Bielsa is uh, he f- he is the perfect manager to fail with. He's because he's failed a lot, and he knows he knows what failure looks like, and um, and he prepares everybody. He's said all season it like it's not it's less than a month since uh, somebody was asking him about. Uh, yes, it was like in fact it was yeah it must have been two weeks ago. Are these the biggest games? you've been involved in, have you been involved in comparable ones? He says, well, I, I was in this final, in that final, in this final. I lost all those. <laughs> what I was going to say was, my postscript to that was, mm. I've I've loved the season from start to finish. It's been amazing. But I'm really glad it's to over. To finish? To finish? Yeah, no, I have. I have. Even even that madness in time, I'll reflect on it and go, yeah. wow, what an evening. Because it was like, it was, it's mental, but I'm glad it's over because I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am absolutely exhausted. The, just the stress. And I, I've been like waking up, you know, like 5.30 in the morning and stuff just, and thinking about it. And It's a championship, 46 games. And That's one thing I was really looking forward to is not having 46 games. Yeah. But, but um, thanks. Yeah. I was just, just, just going to say that the stress has, has really taken its time. I've been really tired. It's made me really tired and I'm glad it's over so we can just go away and... You know, we'll be ready for it again in a bit. You know, Australia will come around and we'll be calling scum, scum online and, you know, all that business. And this will be re- retreating a little bit back into the memory. But I just need a rest now. I just need a break. If, assuming Bielsa doesn't resign in the next two days, and if we build on this, if we, as we're talking about, use that, those loan, that loan budget that we wasted this year, use it properly next year, get the right players build on this, don't have as many injuries, all the stuff. And I think that was the point when Bielsa was saying earlier, it's like these players, they won't need to, they won't need to play to this extreme level again because they won't have a season as extreme as this for injuries, for bad luck. If we had a striker who could score and was fit with the chances we create, we would have absolutely stormed this division and we would have been promoted in February. That's, that's the team we've got. With a monk here, Chris Wood. Yeah, he'd probably he would he would have probably got thirty plus and this it's year. That it's not imp- we don't even need a striker that good. We just need a striker that's more efficient than the the strikers that we've been using. I'd, I'm I'm really happy with how Kemal Reef has played this season after really kind of big money move from a lower level team, not really looking like he was fitting anywhere. Flashes, but this season he's really stepped up, and I think his first leg performance was like, yeah, I'm I'm the striker at this club, but let's replace him with a better one. Um, it's just nice. It'd be nice to have options because that's the thing. Yeah, the amount, the number of weeks where both Bamford and Roof have been fit, 
and like I'm actually properly fit, not returning from an injury. It's probably been at most a month of the whole, of the whole season that we've had two fit strikers on the books. That's maybe the one thing. We also kind of invited this criticism in his very first press conference because he laid out um, the one before we'd even met Salim Lamrani. We had that guy from Chesterfield who, in the pink tie who helped him. And he said, uh, yeah, I want a squad with two players for each position and then a, a handful of under 23s. And some people were saying, do you think that's, do you think that's going to be enough? And he said, uh, well, you are the experts in the championship. I'm new here. You can judge whether I'm right or wrong. And I think uh, we've got to the end of a 46 match league season. 48. Yeah. And um, I think he needs to go and reflect and, and maybe go to the board and say, oh, you know, when you were really trying to get me to buy that extra centre half, I'd like it now. I'd like, I'd like one now. But again, we signed, we signed three players who, who, who contributed. I think Jack Harrison in the end turned out worthwhile. He's got a lot of criticism, um, but I think he was decent tonight. Final ball, not great, but he's good in the first leg. He's been good in, in games, but maybe he'll go back to City. So we'll have four, four mm. slots, four slots without increasing the budget whatsoever. We've just got to be smarter in how we fill those four positions and, yeah. and, and maybe Bielsa just needs to go, yeah, another striker or, <clears throat> Maybe he's writing Ryan Edmondson a year older, a uh, season in the under-23s um, where he's cracked goals in in exactly the same system and we just say, right, he's he's the boy. There's well, a lot to, uh, there's yeah. a lot still to happen. Well, speaking of Bielsa, please can we wind it up because I just want to go home now. <laughs> I don't really want to go home. <laughs> no. We're, <laughs> weirdly. Not going to go to sleep tonight. Oh, no. I've had, I've had to come here because I didn't want to go home and like, my wife would be nice to me and stuff. That's exactly what I'm worried about mine too. She's texting me, I hope you're all right. But fucking not. But right. she don't really. She don't really know what it's about. Empty so flat. she'll just be, you know, empty flat waiting for me. There was a bottle of uh, Argentinian Malbec. <laughs> it's, uh, well, yeah, I may not be say, there by the morning. Last, what is it? It's five to eleven. Last word on it, then. Bielsa on his future. Adam Pope has just tweeted out: If the club offers me the possibility to carry on, I will listen to the proposal. <laughs> Accept the proposal. You <laughs> just stay. Just stay. Okay. Well, Bielsa stays. I feel fine with everything. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a. Let's imagine, well, it will be less than twelve months from this day, because we'll have had our promotion party in March, um, <laughs> the open top bus tour before Easter. That's it's not impossible. We we were good enough. We were good enough to be promoted this season, and we've not been good enough to be promoted. Another monk season when we nearly got into the playoffs. You couldn't really. We weren't good enough that season. No, I never, I never ever thought we would get any. We would do kind of if we got into the playoffs like year, we'd do what Derby had done, maybe shit out our way through the semi-finals and get absolutely hammered at Wembley in the final. Um, but we were good enough to to win the league this season, um, and uh, that hurts tremendously. Um, seeing Frank Lampard running around Elland Road dressed like a fucking photocopier salesman hurts. Tremendously, um, but also I just wanted. I think this will probably be something that will get a lot of complaint. We were singing the "Stop Crying" Frank Lampard song at, uh, when we were one nil up, all the stuff, and think people go, "Oh, that's that was terrible. That was embarrassing." I don't give a fuck. You when you're in the lead, you sing songs about the other team, and um, when they're in the lead, they sing songs and that, about you. It's not like and that didn't inspire them either. What happened was our keeper. Went yeah. fucking mental. It had no bearing on anything. And so if over the next few 
days, you see Derby fans on Twitter mocking Leeds for that. It's fine. Just, it does, just who gives a fuck? It's just people on Twitter saying things. Just well, my advice it. would be stay off there for a few months. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Come let, back in August. Let them say, let them have all the banter into an absolute void that just <laughs> ignores it because don't let anything be dictated to by the lowest common denominator and all the fucking ram fuckers who are going to be making plenty of that, starting with Frank Lampard, ending with Jody Morris, although not proven, um, is absolutely nothing to do with anything to do with Leeds United. We are ourselves and uh, fuck everybody else. Nice place to leave it. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you on the proper pod later on this week. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) The Square Ball Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.